podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I was at a bar the other day and I gave this girl a glass of lemonade who made her completely fall for me. You could say I swept her off her feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. The smile on your face. So, listeners, before we before we started recording, I said to Mr. Barreto, I said, are you wearing socks? And he said, no. And I said, go put some on because this is about to blow your socks off, this joke. And I think it, I think metaphorically it did. Maybe not literally, but I think, I think we've achieved that because Lawrence is still giggling in the corner. I really, 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 really enjoyed that joke. I, I see. It, again, I think I've, I think I've perfectly worked out the, the lane I've got to operate <laughs> in for good, for good, good uh, scores now. And they seem to be making Meadows laugh more and more now, which before they never used to. They used to be, <laughs> they used to be too niche. Just for just for Lawrence, I feel like I found the balance for both of you. It was the delivery because you were so pleased as you were saying it, like that kind of <laughs> always the way, face. though, right? <laughs> it's always the way when I tell a joke. Um, um, it, that yeah. was just, you were almost kind of leaning towards the camera, like you guys are going to laugh now. Here's the punchline. Here it comes. I liked it. Have you um, have you been sitting on that joke for a while? Did you just find it? Uh, did you chuckle a lot when you first told it? Did you try it out on people before you told it? No, I, I very rarely try them out. I, I, I actually saw that while I was in the queue coming back from um, Qatar. I was just looking, you know, for some stuff. I didn't didn't write it. It's not a Nate original. Um, and yeah, I've got a little joke list, as you, you guys know. Some of them I've been sitting on for a while because I'm like, these are great. Got to wait for the right point. But this one, I thought this is just, it made me kind of giggle to myself, as you guys have seen plenty of times. So I was like, let's just go for this one. It's top of the list. Most recent. Boom. It does explain a lot when Nate is just giggling to himself in airport queues. Now I know <laughs> why now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad that you've got that context now because it, I, 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 like, I think people must see it and be like, "This guy behind me is crazy," which is true. But at least there's a reason now you can kind of understand why that is. But I'm talking away. I don't care about any of this chat. All I care about Lawrence is the rating, as always. So hit me. Well, I decided the rating almost instantly and the rating is a 10 day oh, <laughs> yes oh amazing i didn't think it was going to be a 10 i did oh, not i, I did it. not think i that. loved it a lot i, I thought for that long for that month at time yeah well that's true it, that was... it did get you didn't it i kind of wish you had put your socks on because i wanted to see if it <laughs> if it would have blown them off nate just gave himself a silent drum roll while he was waiting yeah. for that score um, i kind of knew I... i must have known deep down yeah did in your head could you hear the drums just want to check. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean, my head? There are drums right here, Meadows. <laughs> Stop trying to gaslight me. So there aren't <laughs> any. <laughs> I was playing the actual drums in front of me. No, um, that's another weird thing I do is play drums and hear the sound in my head. <laughs> anyway. Well, after a long, long time, it's delighted to bring my mate, Chris, my mate, Nate, to the show. It's delighted? Are you referring to yourself as it's now? Yeah. What's going on, mate? He's another being. He's an inanimate object. Mate, you do, you do live TV every week. And this, this intro, you just, you can't, you can't do it ever. You know, you're always struggling with it. He started ad-libbing, hasn't he? So like, you know what? I could well, yeah, and, and, slightly and different to be fair, each time. I prefer the ad-lib. I, I do. I like the ad-lib, but... 
come on, Lawrence, we got to. <laughs> I know. Like there's a, there's a level of ex- excellence here that we need from you, mate. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, specifically after the last. <laughs> we can go back to the we can go back to the formulaic <laughs> one if it helps, mate. If that, if you really need that, we can do it. Is that your safe space? Did you feel comfortable there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lawrence. Lawrence sits at home. It's like welcome <laughs> to the pad. <laughs> <laughs> whenever whenever he's feeling down. Welcome to the paddock. Podcast featuring me, Lawrence Bretter. <laughs> Just re- recites it over and over again. <laughs> no, no, no. We won't do that. We will start this podcast as we mean to go on. So yeah. in, ab- in absolute carnage. <laughs> <laughs> absolute carnage. <laughs> no, I mean, right, okay. sorry. I If I hadn't mentioned it, you would have got to the end. And, you know, I probably should have let you finish. So that's on me as well. I was still judging yeah. him. Don't worry. I was with you, Nate. I okay. was like, come on. I'm sure I'll, and I'm sure people listening were like, what on earth is this? It, is it this the famous stuff. Lawrence Barreto? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the famous Lawrence Barreto. Though. It's not. Well, it is. It's Lawrence. Yeah, it, I am Lawrence Barreto. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> I mean, that that is true. I can't. None of us would deny that. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm really sorry to anyone who is listening right now and wondering what on earth is happening in this podcast. <laughs> but uh, you have joined an episode of the Paddock uh, with me, Lawrence, with Nate and with Chris. Um, and we're going to do a bit of chat post Qatar boys, aren't we? Because in a short turn of events, we were all there. Yeah, we were. First we time were. in a while. I won't know. I'm I'm not paying attention anymore because I just googled "Is Lawrence Barreto famous?" Um, <laughs> what, what is what does Google say? Um, so there's a few different things like who is Lawrence Barreto, uh, who is Lawrence Barreto's wife. Uh, well, that that, that 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 can be updated now. There is as yeah of, as of this year because that we we found that last year didn't we and it did say Lawrence Barreto wife. When I Google Lawrence Barreto, you know what the first picture that comes up is <laughs> one of Daniel Ricardo. Ah. <laughs> so, so Google's thoroughly confused about who you are. Um, uh, so I've got just pictures of of Barreto, but there's a uh, there's a section here called from modelfact.com that says Lawrence Barreto Wikipedia parents and net worth. Uh, and we've done this before, haven't we, when we looked at your network? We have, we have. Uh, and you were very... Oh, they've got a new photo of you, though, in your Alpha Tauri pink jacket, um, which oh, I think lovely. means that they've raised your net worth. So let's just check um, while well, you tried to actually get the show on the road in the first place. But... Um... <laughs> oh, and that's gone off, gone off the rails already. <laughs> while it is known that he has a Sri Lankan descent and resides in England. <laughs> oh, we love spreading oh, these rumours. Um, oh, do you, want, do you want to know your net worth? I'd love to know my net worth, yes. Lawrence Barreto, a senior writer for Formula One, is estimated to have a net worth ranging from, and I need to get Zoom up to see you guys again, <laughs> and they one million to two million dollars. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted by that. Well, yeah, I have no say, idea. Congratulations, lads. Just take that screenshot to the bank and be like, yeah, that loan you want to <laughs> yeah. give me. It's, it's all good. I'm worth loads. <laughs> and they were like, wait a sec. Oh, okay. This seems legit. I mean, it, you know, the internet's never been wrong before. Two million dollars. Well, uh, thank dollars, you though. for whoever thinks I earn that much money. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna imagine that you're you're worth that much now. Whenever we go out for drinks or anything, I'm like, you're around, isn't it, mate? <laughs> money oh, bags. I'd be getting you rounds all the time if I was worth two million dollars. Well, I feel like I feel like having that much money. If you were like clearly the richest member of your friendship group, it would kind of suck eventually, wouldn't it? Because you'd go out. And you'd be like, like if it was like one of us, let's say one of us won the lottery tomorrow, you'd never, those friends would never pay again, or they'd never feel like they could pay again. You know, you go out for beers and they're like, what's well, on you, isn't it? You're like, yeah, but 
Like, I don't want to just pay for everyone every time we go out. Like, what? Yeah, what? What is this? But at the same time, it would be unreasonable if you didn't turn around and say, "Guys, I'll take the bill because I literally like, you know, I have more money than anyone." So I, need I don't to know. Spend be a... this money, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be a weird, weird situation. Not that I don't want it. I'm just saying it would be weird to to navigate. Uh, so annoyingly, I looked up Nate's net worth, but okay. do, uh, do I have a do I have a no? Thing? You don't oh. because. You were a famous Australian soccer player, so their <laughs> net worth is between one and five million dollars. But it's oh wow, sadly. So I do, feel, I do, because I reckon if if we search for Chris Madland, you'd have a similar website. I do feel like this a lot of the time with the three of us is that you two are infinitely better known than me in Formula One, and I quite like the fact that <laughs> there's never any speculation about me online or anything. Like I do get people messaging me nice stuff, but like I feel like out of the three, I'm kind of like George Harrison. And you two are like Lennon and McCartney. I don't know who was the better out of them musically, but like, you know, he was like the third. Or maybe Ringo. Maybe I'm Ringo. And there's the third that we don't know about. Zoom is George Harrison, our Zoom account. <laughs> and you two are Lennon and McCartney. Oh, all right. We'll take that. Who would be who out of the two of you? Who would be Lennon? Who would be McCartney? Um, I feel like. I think I would be McCartney, I think. Oh, you happy with that, Meadows? Would you be Lennon? Um, I mean, slightly <laughs> fearful now. Um, <laughs> he did. He did sit in bed a lot towards the end. <laughs> so yeah. you saying that's you, what I'm not. No, in no, bed no. Right I'm now, saying no, no. I'm saying you, you could just lead into that. You and Jess go find a hotel in New York and just uh, sit in it. And be like, uh, this is for peace. You know, brilliant stuff. <laughs> All right, we're definitely getting off tangent now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he did. That, that is literally what John Lennon did towards the end. Uh, anyway. Like, okay. about the Beatles? We... I don't know anything let's, about the Beatles. Let's bring it back. <laughs> this yeah. is all because of your messed up intro, Lawrence. If you had done the intro properly, we just started talking about guitar. <laughs> I literally teed up guitar about you did. 10 minutes you, ago. You did. Yeah, you did. we moved on. And then Medlin moved on to Googling. Yeah, so, well, I, I can come back sort of That halfway. was actually... I can that come back halfway song. to the intro, which is uh, we had a review of the Padhock that was unexpected. Uh, from Jay's Over Everything that just said, quick note, heard a catchy but familiar instrumental during a Florida lottery commercial, and it hit me, that's the Padhawks music. Hope they don't yeah, take so... it from you guys. No, no, no. That's a... We've had that before, haven't we? In a hotel somewhere. Mm. I think it was you, Medus, that it was on your dashboard. So it is kind of a generic theme, sadly. But wow. um, We've got jingles for you, Nate. It's fine. Yeah, we've got jingles. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway, Lawrence, tee us up again, and we'll, and we'll go straight into Wikipedia and... Your net worth again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go back into some other <laughs> some other tangent. Um, Qatar. Yeah, was warm. Is that that you teeing us up? You just say the word and that's it. <laughs> All right, he's definitely definitely at the lower end of that one to two million dollars, chaps. That that's like <laughs> no. Okay, no. Let's talk about the main topic of the weekend. Max Verstappen, three time world champion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was that the main topic? Well, I was... feel it. I feel like it was. It was then, it wasn't. But, it, I mean, it's still the biggest thing that's happened this season. So, really, yeah. I mean, maybe. But anyway, yeah, okay. let's do that quickly. Max what won the this? championship. <laughs> he did. Well done, Max. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> um, I, I interviewed him. Uh, I did the Champions interview on Saturday night, and it was about three and a half, four hours after he crossed the line. Um, you do work half that two million, don't you? <laughs> no that wasn't the point the point at that point <laughs> was that uh, he'd obviously done a ton of stuff in between he'd done his team photos he'd hung out with his team he'd done more media uh he had a quick time to facetime his mum. who wasn't there chatted to his dad a little bit 
And when I did this Champions interview with him last year in Japan, having done all of roughly the same sort of things, he was clearly flagging a little bit, um, maybe wasn't as excitable. Um, I don't know what, whether it was, you know, the weather wasn't so good in Japan. There's a multitude of reasons why he was maybe a little bit flatter, I'd say. Whereas this year, he was properly buzzing. But I think that's more to do with his pers- like his personality and his character this year. I don't know what you guys think, but I think he's been super relaxed. I yeah. think he's been much more analytical, a bit more expressive, given a bit more colour, uh, a little bit more about himself when he's chatting. Um, and that really came through um, in the interview. He just seems super happy. I mean, I would probably be super happy if I'm winning 14 out of 17 Grand Prix and going into every weekend knowing that I'm almost certainly going to win um, if I do the best job I can. So, But I've just been really impressed with him this year. I think the way he's handled himself has been ace. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Oh. <laughs> that was a good that was a good segment wasn't it nice. um, <laughs> no i i agree with you on this year especially like i think last year he was still had a tendency to and 21 definitely like it was a bit more kind of uh catty could be a bit more kind of confrontational a little bit about things then last year we saw a little bit of that but this year i think it is because of how the situation that you mentioned there lads like he just knows he can come to a weekend get everything right and he's going to win the race he's going to be on pole going to win the race and he's just so confident and he's so good as well. He knows if he does all that, he's going to win the race. And he does. It's 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 bizarre with him. I don't. So I am going to make a call now. I don't think we'll ever see Max challenge Lewis and uh, Lewis Hamilton Schumacher's records because I don't think I just don't get the impression he'll stay around long enough to do that. You, know, you already hear him talk about, oh, you know, I've already achieved what I wanted to achieve. He always downplays those records. And the way he is in interviews like that, Lawrence, like, I think I think he said at some point, it might have been in your interview, but it might have been uh, ESPN and Sky did one with him on the Sunday. And he said, if someone told me tomorrow, I've got to, you've got to retire from Formula One, he said, I'd walk away happily. Like, I'm I'm pretty pleased with where I'm at. And I don't think we ever heard Lewis say that when he was dominating. I, we definitely didn't hear Vettel say it. So he is, he is in a, like, in, from, from a headspace point of view, he's much different to a lot of the champions we've seen before, I think. But that's my take on it anyway. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, it was interesting. He said on Saturday night, didn't he, in his Champions press conference. I think one of the reasons he was in a better mood, maybe Lawrence as well, was that it, he could see it coming, that it was very likely he'd win it and it went well enough that he did win it. Um, and he had a, a solid day. I know uh, Oscar beat him in the sprint, but still second. And it was like the first opportunity, tick the box, job done. Whereas last year, it was that confusion over was he champion, was he not? Kind of didn't get to just have that instant certainty that he'd done it. So, uh, maybe that played a part in it as well. But yeah, he said on Saturday that uh, he hoped to sit somewhere between, well, basically get into third in the all-time winners list. And he said he'd right. be happy with that because it's been pointed out, he's only four places behind, uh, four race wins, sorry, behind Vettel. Uh, so Verstappen's fifth overall on 49. Uh, then it's Prost on 51 in fourth and then Vettel on 53 in third. And then you've got to go all the way to Schumacher in 91. So he's make, making the point of that huge gap. He's like, there's no guarantee you keep winning races like this. So he hopes that he can get into third but that also just felt a little bit like a a deadline on it like a you know i i mm. see roughly the amount of time i'll be here here's the window of wins i'll get to and i think that tallies what you said Nate. because his, his contract runs till 28 is it i don't know if it ends yeah it, it runs until 28 <laughs> but then again with that you the know like, I assume... world champion by then yeah but the well, thing is i don't know i don't know if red bull you know 26 then building their own engine and all that stuff i don't know if in 26, they'll really be the... I mean, they might be, who knows? But the smart money would say they're not going to be the best team through that regulation change, I would say. So maybe he just gets to the end of this round. I mean, he, he could, right? But he could he could win the next two and then get to 26, 
do preseason and be like, this is this car is absolute garbage and just be like, right, I'm done. Because um, he'd said that as well. He said he, he has no issue staying in F1 if he's still competitive, challenging for wins whenever that comes. But if he's like down in 10th, he's not going to bother. Because I think I do get the impression he wants to do other racing series as well at some point, like Le Mans and things like that. Yeah, he said he'd definitely do Le Mans. I think this weekend he said he'd 100% he's going to race at Le Mans one day. Um, but I think it's partly as well that if his contract runs to the end of 28, I think he maybe sees it as that's, that's probably where I'm here till. Unless something happens that says, I want to get out earlier. I think in his head, he's kind of gone, yeah, that's a long-term deal. I'm happy with it. And at that point, I can move on to other things. And I'm still still very young in racing terms as well. Um, but that it would as you said, give him an opportunity to win eight. I don't think he'd win eight, but it, it would give him that chance. But the thing is, it's more likely over time, isn't it, that things converge and everyone mm. gets a bit closer. And realistically, we've actually seen that during this year. You look at McLaren in the last couple of races, that probably the closest anyone has run in just raw pace, Red Bull. I know it's at circuits that suit McLaren, but there are also circuits that suited Red Bull. I know the, the tie limitations also probably helped reduce Red Bull's advantage in that sense. Uh, on Sunday, but McLaren definitely has a car that is closer than I think we've seen any car this year be to Red Bull's pace. Uh, other than, I guess we said Alonso was a threat in Monaco, but even so, that was only with the the kind of timing of pit stops and weather coming into it that gave him half a shot at, at jumping him in a in a pit stop phase. So, yeah, I, I feel like actually we're seeing it converge. So based on that, you'd think next year there's a chance that the gaps are smaller. I don't know if they'd be so small that they get a proper challenge, but smaller year after that. And could well be that Red Bull are facing someone else able to beat them to a title. So it's not guaranteed that even in this era of car, he gets to win them all, let alone, as you say, 1926. So I think he's mm. going to have to work hard for, for further championships. And that might fuel the fire a bit, or it might mean that he then goes, yeah, I've had a good run and, and now I'm done. I think if he won two more like this, I think he'd be more inclined to walk away, but you're right. Like if he's fighting Lando and Oscar next year, or he's back with Lewis again, I think that keeps you around. So that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, maybe you're, you're more optimistic than a good, about a good fight than me. I, I don't know if it'll be that close next year. I think McLaren yeah. will be closer, but I think Red Bull is still so far ahead. And I think Mercedes will, will make a big step as well. I'm not too sure about Ferrari, mm. but I think Mercedes will actually make a, a like, like they, they would have been really quick actually in Qatar. That looked like just circumstances yeah. kind of hit it. But um, I, th I think they're going to have a totally different car. James Allison sort of hinted at it at the weekend that surely now they've learned from these two years um, that will put them more in the frame as well. I fell into the trap of saying that Mercedes were going to be the strongest rivals this year. So I'm not going to say that again for next year. I think Red Bull are going to make another step. I think McLaren are probably the only ones who are clearly in this on the right direction now with these 22. 2022 regs that came in I feel like they fully understand which way they're going and I think even if Merck realise that now they've still got to hit the track and learn all of the learnings that McLaren started learning ages ago now but then I do wonder if McLaren have have made all their gains already we do see with this at the moment teams are making steps forward and then and then they're kind of you know they're there for you know a spell of time so I don't know I'd love I'd love McLaren to be on the right the right path but I would still back Mercedes to overtake them quicker than McLaren to catch Red Bull, if that makes sense, just based on what we know about both teams. And facilities, isn't it? And resources. Yeah, and various that's things. true. But um, you say, like, you made the mistake. Like, Mercedes are still second in the Constructors' Championship. They are still the closest team in terms of average performance over a season to Red Bull. True, but they weren't a threat, were they? They weren't yeah. ever a threat to Red Bull. And I thought, I felt like there would have been, I felt like in Brazil last year, when George won that race, and they said... 
okay, hang on, we got it. You know, we, we kind of not understand what we're doing with it. I thought, oh, well, hang on a minute, if they've got it, they'll be closer. And it, it obviously just didn't turn out that way. True. There's been higher highs for other teams than Mercedes, I keep thinking. They've been like mm-hmm. a really solid, usually the third quickest team, rarely second and rarely really close to Red Bull, whereas, yeah, others have come closer. But uh, it's always Red Bull winning. And I don't know how Nate manages to turn that into anything <laughs> exciting for us. Well, apologies in advance for Max Verstappen fans, because he doesn't get a huge mention in a lot of these now. What? Outrageous. If you've only got one minute to spare, want to know who finished when and where, sit back, relax, because we got you. Here's Nate with a 60-second review. Hello, everyone. This is my review for the Qatar Grand Prix. Um, usually I have a little prelude here, but preamble, a preamble, but um, I don't have one, as you can tell by the fact I'm still still waffling. So let's go, shall we? <clears throat> Three, two, one. First position, it's Mr. Saturday, Mr. Sunday, Mr. All Year Round, Max Verstappen. Second position, he beat uh, Oscar Piastri, McLaren team leader, race winner, champion in waiting, uh, and his lesser ex- experienced and lesser accomplished teammate, Lando Norris, in third position. George Russell, Woody, in fourth position. Charles Leclerc in fifth. Fernando Alonso, driving the only Aston Martin car that has been built this season, in sixth position. Ocon, seventh. Bottas, uh, something about his bum. He was eighth. Joe Guan Yu also probably has a bum. Uh, he was ninth. Good job from Alfa Romeo today. Sergio Perez. I mean, muy, not non muy buen. Non muy buen from Sergio Perez. Eleventh, fresh off the back of his UFC debut. It's Lance Stroll. Twelfth, we do still love Gasly, <laughs> but um, not so much as we used to. Thirteenth, Alex- Alexander Albon. Use his full name, please. Kevin Magnussen, Yuki Tsunoda, Nico Hulkenberg. What were you doing at the beginning, lad? Absolutely, absolutely choked it at the beginning. And Liam Lawson. I mean, he was never any good, was he? Hype train over, right? Logan Sargent, retired with heat stroke. That was pretty rough. Lewis Hamilton, clumsy, clumsy Lewis. A goat can be clumsy every so often, I guess. Uh, and Carlos Sainz did not start the race. There you go. Factual um, at the end. Factual, yeah, factual. I was about to say that. Very <laughs> factual finish. I was just, it's because often what I do is I, I kind of get it in my head. I go down. And then I saw Sainz. And I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't start the race. Got to mention it. Um, but yeah. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, so, thoughts on the race generally, though? Good race? Uh, it was not not amazing, no. really. It was pretty pretty dull. And what was actually quite interesting about it, you hear so many fans say, oh, we need mandatory stops to make races interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it sucked. I thought because you knew when everyone was going to pit. There was no, there was no, like, at one point, I was like, oh, Max is going to have to pit into a load of traffic. And then you're like, oh, but so is, like, so is everybody. Like, yeah. everyone's going to have to pit in two laps. It actually like, plays so it, into the hands of the quicker car, doesn't it? Yeah, Max was totally. able to go longer first. Everyone else would like pitting to cover each other because they had to by a certain time. So you react to that. So everyone else pits earlier and he's just clear to pull away and get the least amount of traffic by the end of his first stop. And yeah. because everyone else pits earlier, people like Oscar has to go back in the traffic earlier again. And yeah, it hampers, yeah, hampers everyone behind and pulls them away, further away from Verstappen than maybe they naturally would have been. And in the same way, someone like Russell trying to recover from the first lap thing. Great. He actually did really well to get up to fourth, but the pace of that car, they would have gone on to a totally different strategy and and tried to find a way of getting clear air and um, mm. fight through at the end. And instead, it's all like, like you say, kind of all roughly on the same schedule. Wasn't wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest. No. I was going to say, were you a fan of the heat? No. no. <laughs> we have a joke. We have a joke, don't we, in the paddock that um, there are certain conditions that are, that are con- considered to be Nate weather. You know, a nice, a nice kind of cool breeze at about twenty-two degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Sorry, U.S. Still, listeners, still too hot for you, isn't it? 
but that if there's a breeze i'm okay you know i'm i'm all right i can wear a t-shirt i don't you know don't sweat through my t-shirt guitar i've got to say that's probably the warmest i've ever felt ever in my life i mean that that saturday was rough but sunday i mean so i went out with uh, rebecca clancy and ben hunt into doha we went to the souk and then we went to the the bay and looked over bay the the view there by the way amazing but i i was like this is the warmest day i've probably ever <laughs> i've ever gone outside yeah. it did it might maybe it wasn't but it was so humid a week wasn't it since we got there there was no there was I, I, i've not been to singapore so i can't compare it as you guys can but it was just so the, the the heat was so dry and there was just no there was no like no air in it it's, maybe in the evening it got a little bit more breezy but yeah it was warm but i don't think i know everyone's had an opinion about this on social media but i don't think anyone knew the race was going to be that bad on the drivers until the race started so all these people saying they should you know, should have never had the race the drivers had a practice session qualifying sprint shootout sprint race and they all came out and said yeah it's pretty hot here but none of them were struggling until it got to like midway through that race so i feel like and part of it as charlotte claire said was because of the stints and because they were basically just pushing every lap um but i mean maybe a good lesson going forward maybe maybe it's you know the heat we never really think about it do we We're like, oh yeah they'll be fine they'll just race through just because they're they're super fit athletes but maybe it is a point of it's like well maybe we should consider is this actually dangerously hot not just for the drivers either but just for people who are there because i certainly i i just like usually we go to the grid before the race don't we i just stayed in the media center i was like this you know which was which was the opposite it was <laughs> it was basically baltic in there because they, <laughs> they they couldn't turn the aircon down they could only turn it on or off um but i was like i'd rather be in here than out there you know i'd rather freeze to death than than basically melt boil to um, death yeah exactly they had to give us um, blankets it was that is that cold. yeah they, they actually they knew it they knew it was a problem so when you arrived you're given a blanket on the first day and then they replenished them on the on the saturday i think gave everyone blankets again like airline style blankets to wrap around yourself to sit in your seat and work because it was that cold um which is a proper um you know play the tiny violin for us but it was not ideal working conditions and also then no. you are going outside into yeah really high temperatures back inside to freezing cold ones and people are going to start getting ill with that but uh well, also yeah, that Nate, was, you're ill that, aren't you yeah i'm not feeling great and i think it's from that but that would have been the case for the teams as well like when you went into the hospitality units and stuff it was the same they had very not as aggressive aircon but i mm. think that is that is something that just really it messes up your body through the course of a week if you're going cold hot cold hot rather than it just all being the same temperature like if it's always warm you're like this is pretty rough but at least your body is kind of staying the same but so I think for the drivers as well, I mean, uh, Logan Sargent didn't feel well all week, did he? You know, he he said uh, at what we found out on Sunday when he retired from the race with heat stroke, but he was like, he hadn't felt well all week. So I wonder how much of that is, you know, the air con on the plane, then you get off and it's warm and then, you know, the air con in the, so it's not, it's not pleasant. And that's, you know, I know that's me saying that, not a, not a professional racing driver, but um, the, the result of it was what we saw uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And I think the other thing that, was very different on Sunday. There was a humidity as well. So I got back to my car and it was absolutely drenched in water. Like you had to use your wipers driving back and things because it was just, yeah, so humid, which again, I don't think anyone saw coming, but um, yeah, I'm not sure many people were fans of it. Uh, speaking of what people might be fans of as well, segue, uh, but nice. we have moved home to the Sports Social Podcast Network, which basically approached us and wanted us to be part of their whole huge dedicated podcast network for sports pods so uh hopefully you're fans of it if you're not tell us uh if there's too many ads and things in the wrong place so that we can just tell them and we'll shout at them um but yeah that's 
that's where we've now gone, which is very exciting, isn't it, chaps? Very exciting yeah. indeed. Yeah. Thanks very much to them. Um, and Meadows will be doing the shouting if if it does come to that, <laughs> I think. That's the He's been way. good at the shouting. So. Yeah. 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 Low key is yeah. very good at the shouting. Actually, way... I think Lawrence should do the shouting because I'd like to see that. Don't <laughs> yeah, exactly shout anything ever. <laughs> don't see him lose his call enough, do we? We should make him do it more often. We try our best as well, as everyone could tell on this pod. Yeah, we do. But he just won't break. He will not break. It's very sad. There is a way around it as well. If you don't like the listening to the pod like on your apps and things like that, and there's too many adverts, isn't there? Another yeah. fantastic segue here. There is and... another way indeed, because we are going to be doing a live show <gasps> in Austin <laughs> on the Thursday before the Grand Prix. Oh, We've been talking wow. about it ever, guys, haven't we? We've been talking we about have it forever. Indeed. And it's come together late, so late that we're still not 100% sure where this is going to be. Uh, we have but it is coming. options, yeah. We're, we're, being, we're basically being told where we're going to do it, and there's yeah. still three options right now. So it'll be, it looks like it'll be downtown, at least. We can promise that. Yes, and we will, we'll, of course, keep everyone in the loop. So if you're going to Austin and you're there on a Thursday, drop any of us a message and we'll try and keep you in the loop as best we can. Hopefully we'll know the venue by Thursday evening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All three of us in different locations on Zoom. Um, but no, that should be a lot of fun. <laughs> That'd be a great um, way of doing it. And everyone can, can just imagine? hear one it... part of the <laughs> We've all got headphones on, so they can't hear the rest of it. It's like a science disco at university, if you ever did those. Uh, yeah. You'd go and you'd put your music again. Um, but no, it should be a lot of fun. And I think that we've always found, even though I think we're in a great spot now when we do them on Zoom, our pods in person are just way better because you can bounce off each other. I can actually see your lovely faces right in front of me instead of on my computer screen. I think we just I think it's just a lot more fun. So hopefully that'll be the case again. And we can't really have a beer when we record these in the mornings on Zoom, can we? Whereas that's true as well. in a bar in an evening. Yes. So uh, I well, think was... it's very positive that we've drawn the line there and we refuse to do that drinking while we're on Zoom at breakfast <laughs> yeah. time. So. We'll become a very different pod very quickly, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. like a support group. <laughs> when we need to diversify we can look into it yeah that's the next one next year can do that yeah but yeah next week uh in austin so uh i'll put it on all the pad hoc social channels and things like that uh, when everything's confirmed and it will just be get yourselves down there to heckle us and have a drink and see nate sweat about a joke in person quite literally sweat about a joke in person because i'm not sure if it'll be nate weather in austin it might be just on the cusp by the evening it's all right usually so um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing you all down there if if you are there. So hit us up. Yeah, we've got a few um, ideas to make it a little bit quirky, haven't we? So uh, we'll try and we do drop, indeed. drop those ideas in. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna sw- we're gonna swap roles. So Lawrence is the the sweaty guy that tells the jokes. <laughs> you know what? Medland. I do want to do that. I've got one joke that I would like to tell. Well, Austin is point. the place to do it. So and I'll I, can I if you ever tell a joke on the pod, mm. I've got to be able to give it a score. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Meadows is, has missed out here, but Meadows well, is a good kind of maybe to the, to the whole system. I've 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 got an idea here. It's just come to me. We'll we'll discuss it afterwards. And it's better oh, than okay. Nate's Exciting. idea that he just put in a WhatsApp group, uh, which was pretty bad. Was recording, <laughs> which he wanted uh, Beretta and I to argue about whose wedding was better. Uh, which just is a recipe they, for disaster. So. They're both great weddings, I want to say. And we we before we leave you guys, and I know that Lawrence, you've got to run off to a meeting. Um, we, we're we very conscious of the fact that we keep teasing that we're going to talk about Medlin's wedding on this pod and it keeps dropping down the run plan so I'm sorry about that mate but we will get to talk about it one day it was a very very good wedding it was a great um, wedding it was the joint best wedding I've been to this year <laughs> <laughs> very good very good yeah uh, oh no I forgot Lawrence got no that's a, that's, oh. that's a bad joke, bad joke. 
You think that's, that's a joke? It. He did say something along those lines in front of a mate of his who'd got married oh. earlier this year on the way back from my wedding and then realised said, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was very embarrassing. And I, I, that's why you can't trust me because I don't, I don't, think, I don't really rate weddings in my head as like that was, but you know, the day after a wedding, I was like, that was great. That was like one of the best weddings I've ever been to. And my friend had got married in February, I think. No, March, went during the Australian Grand Prix week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, I, uh, it was a foot in mouth situation. But anyway, well, the main thing is you had a great time at all in weddings. At all weddings, and, and, it's, yeah. and it's not about a ranking system. You don't have to rank it all. Um, well, thanks, chaps. As ever, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm excited that we'll get to do this again in real life next week in yeah. in person with people. In person. So uh, keep an eye on our social channels, and we'll inform you there. And obviously, get in touch just generally at the pad hoc. Um, if you've got anything that you ever want to say to us, um, drop Nate a DM. Drop us all. <laughs> yeah. DM if no, you like. but yeah. I mean. I can be the DM guy. People can DM me or Medus or that. Or DM whoever you want. DM your uh, favorite. Ooh. There we go. Oh, no, hang on. Because now it's coming into a ranking system again. You can't get away from these <laughs> ranking systems. Uh, and and, so, and they yeah. know how much Brett worth, so they'll DM him because they'll want the size of his team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But even though I'm not worth that. But anyway, you can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Medus' work on race.com, and my work on F1.com. And we will hopefully see some of you next week. Bye. Bye. Network.